The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. PFTOT Wednesday edition. We have solved the technical issues for Chris Sims, unless I just jinxed it. We, uh, we had some fun. At the end of the show, Chris, you're very you're very humorous when you're upset. I didn't mean that as an insult. I just I, we, I knew you were going to be livid, and you were. Uh, nothing sets you off like technical difficulties, but we're good to go for now, and we have a chance to talk undeterred, uninterrupted by whatever gremlins may be lurking in your technological processes. I, I it just I don't get it. Like I sit here and do the show, haven't had one issue for weeks, right? And I get a few text messages on my phone, and it's like my phone took over the connection. And, like, I couldn't get FaceTime to work on my iPad, and I couldn't get anything to go through to the studio. I mean, it did. There was a lot of four-letter words flying over here at the Sims household. Uh, and it may just be that Philip got up early and he's playing Call of Duty or Fortnite or something like that and sucking it, it up could the bandwidth. Be. It could be. You know, it might uh, be just as simple as that. Uh, well, before he gets into another game, let's get this in. We talked yesterday about the Dalvin Cook situation in Minnesota, where as of Monday, he disengaged from the virtual offseason program. I mean, the virtual offseason program is about to end anyway, so it's not like he's going to miss much, and he's threatened to hold out. The Vikings and Cook had been negotiating, and I had somebody that I trust very much tell me last night that this is not a situation where the Vikings are going to cave, that they will dig in. They're going to pay what they have allocated. They're not going to pay him Christian McCaffrey money. And if push comes to shove, they, they will behave like the Chargers did with Melvin Gordon, not like the Cowboys did with Ezekiel Elliott, where if you want to skip training camp, go ahead. If you want to hold out into the regular season, go ahead. The Vikings will go forward with Alexander Madison and the rest of the guys they have if Dalvin Cook decides he's not going to take what the Vikings have offered and hold out into the season. They just aren't going to do it. They rarely have this kind of an impasse with a player, and if Cook doesn't want what they're willing to pay, the fact that it's blown up the way that it has is a sign that that impasse is real. And the Vikings, uh, this person that, that I trust who knows how the team operates – strongly believes they're not going to cave in here and this potentially is going to blow up on cook. Yeah. Well, you know, I could, I could see Minnesota doing that. I certainly can. I mean, you know, the two references you drew to there, as far as Ezekiel Elliott and Melvin Gordon, the situation is different, you know, first off, Hey, Melvin Gordon, really good football player, but certainly has some knee issues. And I think that long-term, you know, ability to play and be successful was a little bit concerning to the Chargers. Zeke Elliott had great leverage over the Cowboys. The team has been built through the run game, what he can do. And they had nobody on the roster that they could look at to go, oh, okay, he's not Zeke, but we trust this guy. Where it's different in Minnesota, one, they have salary cap issues. But I think, two, you and I are in agreement here. Like, Alexander Madison is a starting caliber NFL running back. Uh, he is. He'd be a starter on other teams in football. He's just stuck behind a guy that's super talented in Dalvin Cook. So, Mike, I ask you, like, what do you think that number is 
that does everybody right, right? That's good for Dalvin Cook, but not killing the Minnesota Vikings. Like, what is that number that is fair? Well, uh, 12, 12 million a year for Dalvin Cook. The structure still has a lot to do with it, but you mentioned Madison, and here's some stats from Pro Football Focus that Pete sent over while we were having this discussion. Dalvin Cook last year averaged 4.5 yards per carry. Madison, 4.6. Yards after contact per carry. Dalvin Cook, 3.1. Alexander Madison, 3.2. Missed tackles per carry. Cook, 0.17. Madison, 0.18. So, uh, you know, it's not a huge difference, but the point is Madison may be basically the same guy. And I think back, and once we accept the fact that Gary Kubiak is the offensive coordinator now, the coordinator now of the Minnesota Vikings, now that Kevin Stefanski is gone, this is the Kubiak-Shanahan offense. I think back to what happened in Denver, that period of time where they went from Terrell Davis, he gets injured. Yeah. Atlantis Gary becomes a star. He gets injured. Right. C.J. Anderson becomes a star. You plug a guy in, it's the system, and, and there are a lot of guys. And I don't want to take anything away from Dalvin Cook because he's a special talent. But the thing is, the gap, if the gap isn't all that big between Cook and Madison, and Madison's operating under the second season of a third-round slotted rookie deal, yep, and right. Cook wants $13, $14, 15000000 million a year or more, at a certain point, you've got to make a business decision. And, yeah. and uh, you know, the fans won't be happy about it, but if Madison comes out of the gates and, and he, he has the impact that Cook did last year, People are going to forget about Cook pretty quickly. That's just the way it works. Yeah, definitely. You're right. And, you know, Madison is the type of talent to kind of, you know, take the reins and go with it and be successful and, and you know, justify and go, you know, Vikings fans, everybody go, oh, okay, this guy looks awesome too. He's a starter. We're okay with Dal- without Dalvin Cook. Now, I don't think, you know, and again, I know the stats are close. Uh, I do think Dalvin Cook is the better player. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's, he's kind of special. And I, when you read stats there by PFF and everything, and I'm, I'm not trying to discredit them, but, you know, you also got to take into account when Madison's in the game, you know, defenses are going, okay, they're probably going to pass. They're not expecting it. Madison, of course, is fresher, which can lead to him breaking more tackles because Dalvin Cook's more the workhorse and been in there on a play-by-play basis. So uh, I, I'm just trying to give some context behind those stats. But I think that is very real. And I think the best point you might make, Mike, is – Hands down, you're right. You know, again, this is like a a great system as far as passing the ball. This is a great system in running the ball. And we've seen that you don't have to be a superstar to kind of look like a superstar in that Shanahan, Kubiak, outside, inside zone running scheme. Uh, and in, the scheme is special. And they do some things coaching-wise that just the rest of the league doesn't know exactly what they're doing coaching it. So – uh, I do think that from that standpoint, Cook loses a little leverage because of all those little issues we just talked about. It's going to be a challenge to see how it all unfolds. And ultimately, it's in everyone's interest for this to be done before the start of training camp. So when Cook does show up, he's able to have maximum impact. But uh, if he doesn't, I, I th- th- look, there's only so much the Vikings are capable of doing financially and they're going to have a value they put on that position and if cook insists on anything more than that i just i i i i trust and i believe after i hear the reasoning i had the conversation with the person last night i i agree that 
you know, the Vikings are making their attempt to sign him. And if he wants more than what the Vikings have budgeted, have allocated, have determined is the right number, then uh, next man up. It's that simple. Yeah. Well, what's crazy about the situation is just the current status of the running back market. You know, that's really what it is. You know, we have some contracts that have confused the situation a little bit. And you're right. Like, I look at the Dalvin Cook and go like, yeah, I think somewhere in that $12 million price range is probably fair to all. You know, but what skews the market is guys like David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell who are making north of $13 million and, of course, haven't looked that good. Uh, so I'm sure Dalvin Cook and his representatives are going, wait, they're making that and my players better than them then why shouldn't he make north of what they made? And, of course, you know, I think the Vikings are going to go, well, those were stupid contracts by those teams, and they shouldn't have done that. And I think that would probably be the appropriate answer. You know, but a guy like Derrick Henry, where a lot of people view him as one of the top two or three running backs in the sport, he's only going to make $10.2 million this year. And Kenyon Drake, who got the $8.4 million this year as well, hey, Dalvin Cook's certainly better than him. So, I think you're right. Somewhere in that 10 to $12 million a year average type range, I think would be more than fair to Dalvin Cook. And I would advise Dalvin Cook to do that because I do think this looks like one of those situations like the Chargers last year where the Vikings, are gonna, they're going to dig their heels in and go, we got a good running team. We got a good running back. And we don't feel like we're going to fall off earth without you, Dalvin Cook. Well, we'll see how it plays out. It's one of the storylines to definitely watch as the season approaches. We'll be tracking that and everything else. Check us out around the clock at profootballtalk.com. We'll be back Thursday with another edition of PFT Live, hopefully with no technical issues, either for Chris or for me. We can, we can only hope, although it is, it, is, it is entertaining when it doesn't happen to me, Chris. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, I want to swear <laughs> right now on the way out, but I won't do it. Well done. You're maturing. That's good. As you close in on 40, you're finally, you're finally showing growth. Finally. You're showing, you're showing adulthood. You're showing maturity, uh, at least for right now in this moment. It may not last long. All right, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day. See Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.